Hey everybody and welcome back to a special episode of Mainstream Boy, where Spencer and I will travel to a galaxy far, far away and break down our favorite adventures of The Mandalorian Season 2. Buckle up as we hitch a ride with Mando and Baby Yoda on the Razorcrest, taking out giant worms, saving frog ladies, and of course beating the shit out of Moff Gideon. This is Those Movie Dudes TV Talk, Mandalorian Edition. So Spencer, if you could like have a movie <laughs> and and then make it into a video game, what would you pick? Because I would pick the way way back. Okay, first of all, explain yourself there. So I would pick the way way back because my childhood was it wasn't terrible. Like I had a pretty good upbringing as an only child where everything went my way. But if it didn't, I would have this asshole stepfather and Steve Carell. I work at a water park. I'm kind of just a pompous, boring human being. But, like, you come into yourself. You have some fun in your life. And you get to meet Anna Sophia Robb. And Laura Dern's there. <laughs> and Sam Rockwell. And Sam Rockwell. Uh, Steve Carell. And that other guy with, like, the long blonde hair that's, like, really cool. That guy would be fun to hang out with, right? What has that lead actor been in since that movie? Oh, the kid? I have probably nothing. He's like a side character in CSI Miami. Gets shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's like every single uh, rejected actor. Yeah, you'd think so. Oh, that's sad. I don't mean that. That's mean. No, he's, a, he's it's like James something, I think his name is. Liam James? Liam James. Yeah, how do I remember okay. that? I'm, I'm a good person. I think I deserve a lot of respect right. for knowing that kid's real name. He was in a sci-fi show. He was in The Killing. Uh, he was in Psych. Nah. It's a big show. Okay, good for him. So he was basically a side character in CSI Miami. Um, yeah. What about you? What would you What would you pick, Spencer, as a, as a film? Oh, he was in Fringe. I don't care. I mo- we've moved on. I don't care. Fred if- Claus. I've never seen Fred Claus, the Vince Vaughn, Paul Giamatti movie, Santa movie. You ever see that one? I feel like I've seen. I Claus. feel like I have because like a lot of these kind of like holiday films, I've definitely watched, but I, I can't, I can't. Did you ever see Four Christmases, also starring Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon? Probably. Have you ever seen, you ever Cri- seen Klaus? Yeah, I've seen Klaus. You ever seen Christmas with the Cranks? A long time ago, and I didn't like it. Like, I remember being pretty young and I watched, like, watching that and being like, yeah, this is not a good movie. Did you pick one? I don't remember. What? I'm just going to cut it out anyway. Did you pick one? <laughs> pick what? Did you pick a, a movie that would be as... A, th- a game, I guess. A movie that would be a good video game, but it, uh, but it, it has to be Halloween. Okay, I was gonna say it has to be an iPhone game. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, yeah, Hubie Halloween. Okay, you're just. I don't know any context for that film other than it's Adam Sandler on Halloween, and he probably pees in a pool or something. <laughs> but sure, we'll <laughs> you're go. Not far off. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a scene in the movie. Kevin James is in it. Is he? Is Kevin James in it? Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, yep, he f- plays a cop with a really big beard. And I think he has a mullet. Is he on a Segway the whole time? Uh, nope, he's in a cop, and I believe a uh, cop car, and I believe he's just eating donuts the whole movie. Respect. At least you know what he he plays to his strengths. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> Kevin James, dude. I just see him as a mall cop and falling on his face and laughing at him. And, you know, he's fat. So, anyway, this is technically a special edition episode of Mainstream Boy. The only reason why I call it Mainstream Boy is because we're talking about a mainstream franchise, and it's within the Star Wars universe. So, without making a whole new show out of it, it's Mainstream Boy, TV talk, 
Mandalorian edition. Spencer, Mandalorian. Dude, it's the only big box office, in quotes, mainstream experience that we've had all year until Wonder Woman comes out on Christmas. How about that? I guess so, yeah. I mean, Am I wrong? Other than maybe like show, Scoob? It is very cinematic. Yeah. Uh, Scoob, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, no, this. Uh, I'm not like... I definitely love... Or, I don't know. I really like Star Wars. I don't necessarily like... I'm not a diehard Star Wars fan whatsoever, but this is definitely like the coolest thing I think Star Wars has done so far. It's just like this expansion of the universe and exploring this character and some of like the, the side characters that you kind of have seen in the movies and stuff. And you get a little more context in now. Yeah. And I'm also not a huge star Wars fan. So if we get anything wrong while talking about this, we're not really going to dive too deep into like the, the Canon star Wars. Like I'm not Kristen Harloff here. Okay. This isn't Jedi council. I'm <laughs> seriously, no, very, we're very we much casual star nothing. Wars fans. <laughs> like we have seen, I've seen all the movies. I've seen yes. the, uh, the Mandalorian, obviously I haven't seen like the cartoon shows, rebels and that kind of stuff. Clone Wars. Yeah. I have, I've heard it's great. Um, I'd actually be interested to see it now, especially seeing the Mandalorian and, and like, I guess some characters pop up from those shows when it comes to star Wars. We don't really go too far into it. Um, I remember watching the prequels in college because at for the longest time I was like, they're great. They're awesome. They're really not that great. I haven't seen the Sith since I was like a kid, though, so I can't really vouch for that one. Although it's known to be like the best prequel, maybe. I don't know. How long has it been since you saw those? The prequels, oh, I, I kind of rewatch them every now and then. Like just like kind of like all the movies um, here and there. Yeah, I grew up with them. I used to love them all the time. I definitely see the uh, the flaws in them now. Um, but as a kid, growing up on them, like it was just it was special effects like extravaganza. Like just they're fun. For, it was so fun to watch. Yeah. Oh my god! It was literally George Lucas made it for kids essentially. But I actually feel like I watched A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Revenge of the Sith before even going into the. The, the new ones because i watched them all and on um dvd vhs yeah uh until revenge of the sith i believe i saw that one in theaters i think i was like old enough to finally go and see that one in theaters i, um, I remember watching but, the empire strikes back the first time it was like my mom had like an office it was on a small little tv that i would go there after school and for some yep. reason it was in black and white i don't know why it was okay, like my so weird VHS. That, that must have been or like issue with the, the tv or something at that point yeah so i just um, thought it was but, a black and white movie like at the time until <laughs> i watched it like that's years funny. later i you know so that that's was hilarious. just a weird experience the same thing happened with the social network because <laughs> we had some weird uh issue with our hdmi cables so i the first time i watched the social network was in black and white as well but i don't know I'm that's at... actually hilarious <laughs> um but no that's very incorrect yeah uh, <laughs> they're <laughs> well, in color well. I I remember watching uh, renting The Empire Strikes Back from the local library on VHS, oh, and that was how I first watched it. Uh, I was, yeah, it was an awesome uh, just experience of Star Wars. It was just interesting, and uh, and yet since then they've just Disney bought it. The the sequel trilogy came out, the Ray and Finn and Poe storylines, and it started off. I remember really liking Force Awakens when that came out in theaters. And we got that special <clears throat> that, that screening. Really that was that was fun. We sit that down with Terry and Dennis. Because we worked at a theater, we got to see it like literally like two or three days before like the public did, and at that time that movie was so exclusive, and like we were literally one of like the few ones that got to see it early because we worked at a theater. Uh, that was like one of the the coolest perks I remember having. It was like this is awesome, and I think that I just bought into that hype because 
as like the last Jedi came out and Rise of Skywalker, I think the the hype definitely died down for me. It just it didn't exceed my expectations, or I, I don't know if I was just disappointed. I just I don't know. I lost interest. I guess. I think with Force Awakens, I mean, it had been. I think Sith came out in like the at least the early two thousands, like oh five oh six maybe, and then we go almost fifteen years without yeah, a Star Wars so. movie. And I remember the lines we we had to like Force Awakens was twenty fifteen. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. My bad. I don't know why I was thinking twenty twenty, but I'm just an idiot. So but yeah, I remember like the lines and we had all the custom, just like the custom popcorn buckets, and it was it's it was a big deal coming out around Christmas time and. And I do, I do think that, that that trilogy is pretty good. I think Force Awakens might be the better film. And then I watched Last Jedi again maybe two years ago, and I remember liking it a lot more. But it was definitely like a change of pace from Force Awakens. I don't really remember Rise of Skywalker all that much personally. but I've, I've only seen that one once. It was in theaters. And I remember just being like, I feel, it was yeah. all right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't feel like it stuck the landing. Um, no. But, I mean, that was just my opinion. But... I I still, nevertheless, I still enjoyed them. I still liked the Star Wars movies. It didn't make me like dislike them at all. And and obviously we had like the standalone ones, uh, Rogue One and Solo: A Star Wars Story. And I liked both of those as well. Mm-hmm. Didn't love them, but I liked both of them. I thought they're fun, fun movies. But here with the Mandalorian, this is like the stuff that's like what makes Star Wars. I think just badass, like just gritty, like fun, adventurous, uh, and they just get to explore like the mythology of the world that I feel like I'm more interested in. Right. Um, so it's, it, it's been a treat getting to kind of watch these every, every week for I don't know, the last eight weeks or so. When it comes to these movies, there's so many cool side characters that you've always wanted to see more of like Boba Fett or like Darth Maul or something. And I think with like the new movies, they tease you with these characters. And finally with Mandalorian, you see an entire show based around a fucking bounty hunter, which is like, just the cool parts of Star Wars that like you want to see, and that's why going into the show is like I just went in head first. I think it's it's such a fun idea, and it still has that kind of like box office excitement to it. They put they put a lot of money into the show clearly, and they make it they make it just as fun as any Star Wars movie. Yeah. So season two, anyways. I don't really. I'm not gonna go into season one, but season two is what we're talking about. It uh, starts off the travels of a lone bounty hunter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. Again, by John Favreau, he's getting his hands in all of this shit. Pedro Pascal, Spencer, from uh, Game of Thrones. You remember that scene in Game of Thrones? He's in Game of Thrones. He's Oberyn Martell. He's kind of a small character, but he. Who's that? So he's the one who gets his fucking skull bashed in by the mountain. Oh, okay. When he he fights for Tyrion when uh, he's getting. Like oh that's in like what season two or three though yeah right? it's it's pretty early isn't that on. kind of one of the earlier ones yeah okay sure but that scene always but I feel like I've me. known him more from his other movies like I know he was in Triple Frontier with like the Ben Affleck and um, Oscar Isaac oh, that's a good uh, movie in, underrated I know he's in the upcoming uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four I feel like I've seen him in a couple of oh Narcos so I've seen him here and there um, pop up and I think he's getting a lot of a lot of roles now and I think he's awesome as the oh, he's great dude although you don't really see his face all that much at least in season one almost at all you know i just i just love the the kind of the mysterious nature behind his character and uh his motives and kind of how he has to break them when uh certain situations arise with trying to protect the kid which the kid is just so fucking cute you just the the lore and the culture that is being created around baby yoda 
is amazing. <laughs> well, as we learned in this season, his name is Grogu. Okay, I, um, I couldn't, I didn't remember the I'm, name. So yeah, that, yeah. I'm glad that he now has a name, so we can now stop referring to him as Baby Yoda, as everyone has in the last year. And I mean, to be honest, that name is never going to die. Uh, it's amazing. I think the world has named him Baby Yoda because he was unnamed for a full season. Um, but Grogu is his official name. I think that's that's a hilarious name. Is it me or does uh, it make him that seem a... a little more badass? Like instead of Baby Yoda, I love it's like, it. Like, I'm like I think oh, it's, I think it's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grogu, big fan. And I loved it because uh, once um, Mando knew his name and he started saying it, like he would just react to his name like so much more. Yeah, and, like, yeah, be like what? So <laughs> like it was it was so amazing. Turns his head like a. That dog. is the one thing about this uh, season that they really leaned into was uh, let's make baby yoda grogu the most like adorable sidekick just so we can like franchise and market uh merchandise off of him uh that's and where, just like oh my god that's because all the they money is for this franchise the, anyway you know oh my it has to be because the baby noises they were adding for him like they literally made him a child <laughs> like so just cute. with all the sound effects yeah they leaned into the fact that like everyone thought he was adorable and he is it works um, but it is the one thing I noticed in the season is like, wow, they are really leaning into the fact that like he is adorable when he is a child. Yeah. And that, you know, there's no denying that. I think if you are a human being, you will find baby Yoda cute. Um, even if you don't know who Yoda is, if you haven't seen the other movies, maybe you're just going into the Mandalorian because it's a Disney show. I don't or... know why you'd be listening to this if you don't know who Yoda is. Yeah. I don't know. This <laughs> probably, this entire what, podcast what makes zero sense so far to you, but, uh, yeah, he's cute. There's no denying that. But when it comes to the Mandalorian, this show, I think a lot of people have come to realize. I've seen so many memes about it. Um, it's basically a video game RPG where the Mandalorian, he has his overall storyline where he's trying to protect Baby Yoda, get him to a Jedi so he can get trained and just be with his people because he knows that he's special. He's one with the Force. And obviously the uh, the Empire's after him trying to get his, his powers and use them for evil. But then again, whenever the Mandalorian runs into people, they're like, hey, um, I'll help you, but you got to go kill this big giant worm first. Or this big frog lady needs you to uh, help her get yeah. her tadpoles to another planet. <laughs> the first three or four episodes, that's pretty much what the show is. And then it kind of starts to get into more of the Baby Yoda storyline with the Jedi and whatnot. But it's so fun, dude. It's it is fun. It's um, fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, and that that is the one thing that was kind of like irritating me at, at first was like because the 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 overall narrative is really interesting to me is like this Mandalorian finds this species, this baby Yoda, this child, and he's like, I got to get him back. He grows this like attachment to him. He's basically an adopted son. He is the father figure to this creature, mm -hmm. trying to get him home. But literally, like every episode is just like. Hey, like my neighbor, he knows where you need to go. But first, can you help him get his sugar? Like, yeah, yeah, straight up. Man. Okay, <laughs> like why? Like so many side quests and so many side missions. Like it's each episode <laughs> really was like an adventure of the week. And after a while, and like wanting to get to the, like the overall point to the show, I'm just like, oh, like another one. But once that mission gets going, it's like this it's... is so much fun, and you just roll with it. And it's a blast from start to finish. Um, there are a couple episodes where it, it was kind of a miss for me in this season. Um, mm -hmm. In particular, I can um, pinpoint one. Um, I believe it was called The Siege. Yeah. Um, 
with Lando? No, this it's not Lando. The one... it's, uh, or is it? Not, not, no, no. His name is Carl Weathers. I don't know his character's name. Okay, um, I thought it was like an older I, Lando, but no, it's. Uh... I, I do not know his character's name to be honest, but he directed the episode. Uh, this was actually the episode that was famous for including the extra with the uh, with a crew member with the jeans in the background. Um, oh, really? I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it, it just didn't work for me overall. I just felt kind of very clumsy, and it was just not a very good episode overall for me. But then you had episodes like The Jedi. Yeah. And it's like a mix of like this like Western and like samurai films from like the 60s. And it's just badass and exploring this like lore of this new character, and it's it's all interesting again. And it's like those side missions where it's like this is awesome, and it's actually developing the story because you get more. That's when you learn about I mean, Grogu. You learn his name. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I will agree. I think that there's just some episodes where it's just setting it up. It's making it just a kind of a fun universe, and you do get a few scenes in there that do develop the relationship between like the Mandalorian and baby yoda kind of developing his overall way with the force i think i guess i'm thinking of some from last season but there definitely are some scenes in the beginning of this season where yoda is is like saving mando at times or just doing some really really cool shit and then you have the side stories with the other mandalorians which was also interesting where these people don't have the same kind of values as mando does they're just kind of rebellious mandalorians I wasn't huge on that storyline, but I think when it came to like Boba Fett, that was really cool because like they're they're introducing this other guy who I mean then again they're just doing this to make other TV shows, <laughs> so they're introducing Boba Fett and they're introducing. But I thought his inclusion into the show was awesome. Yeah, um, that was and cool, and he was badass. At, at too. first, I mean, I was wondering if they're going to answer like the age old question that everyone's been theorizing since Return of the Jedi is like. How did he survive uh, that um, Sarlacc pit? How did he get out of it? Um, remember, he falls into that pit in Return of the Jedi, and that's no, how he dies. I don't. <laughs> was okay. that, you said that so wasn't exactly Jango Fett? Casual Star Wars fan here. That wasn't Jango <laughs> okay. Fett? I don't know, dude. So Jango Fett is uh, his father. I knew that. Who died in the Clone Wars. Oh. Remember he, gets, remember he gets his head cut off in the Clone Wars? No. And then the son picks up the head? Yes. I do remember that. Okay. That's Boba Fett as a child. Okay. Okay. So, sorry. I'm casual Star Wars fan here. Uh, <laughs> you know, more than I do. I mean, that's like that's like side characters. Like, I know about Anakin and, like, Padme and Natalie Corman. Um, But, yeah, and can't wait to see him again. Fuck. Um, but I think when we're if I get into my favorite episodes and kind of when the story starts to pick up, it's episode five. It's the Jedi where we have Rosario Dawson playing... Uh, her name is Ahsoka. Ashoka. Ashoka. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. And uh, she is going to have her own show, um, release date to be determined. Yeah, I think that that episode, kind of revolving around this this town that has a bunch of prisoners and stuff, and just it it just dives into like the lore of Baby Yoda and who he is, and you finally get to see a Jedi for like the first time in this entire series. You're like fourteen episodes in or so. And I thought that she was really badass and just kind of developing that whole storyline with Mando. Their kind of rapport was was really interesting. So, And I think it was – I mean, the first four episodes were like 30 minutes. And I was like, okay, that's it? But this one had a little bit a little bit more to it. So I thought that that was, yeah, that one was by far my I favorite think like episode. Yeah, that one was 54 minutes or so. Like, or 
Maybe it was a little shorter than that, but yeah, it was one of the longer ones. Because that's the other thing about this uh, the series is like some episodes are thirty minutes, some episodes could be an hour. Yeah, some episodes are forty two minutes. It's like there's they range all over the place. I wish that I honestly wish each episode was an hour. Yeah, me too. Then again, that kind of goes with like the whole adventure of the week. Some adventures aren't as long as the other ones, and some that you know that could be a good thing, mm-hmm. um, depending on what they're doing, but. I also really liked the inclusion uh, once again of um, Bill Burr's character. Once I don't know his character's name, um, but I thought he did a great job like, as a, as an actor because I'm so used to seeing him as this like Boston comedian and he's hilarious. Um, but he came in and actually gave a really good performance. I liked his backstory. I liked what he was uh, doing in the show, and that was one of those like side missions where like you felt like they were actually progressing the plot. Like he was gonna get somewhere. Uh, and what he needed to go and rescue the child in the next episode, which is the finale. And yeah, I actually would that be your favorite episode? Then, would that be episode seven? I think is when he really shines. No, but I I did really like that episode, and I feel like a lot of people didn't seem to really like it that much. And everyone is saying the Jedi was one of their favorites, but I gotta say, the Boba Fett episode was so much fun. That was probably one. That was the quickest episode. Mm -hmm. It was like thirty minutes. Robert Rodriguez directed it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he did. And yeah. it just felt very, like, old school, like, gritty, like, like let's go and shoot this, like, ourselves kind of things. They just looked like they shot this, like, on some, like, hilltop somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just had this, like, stormtrooper, like, battle scene. And then all of a sudden, Boba Fett shows up. And this is that, like, holy shit moment of him just kicking ass. And it was such, like, an amazing scene. So I, I think that was probably one of my favorite episodes. I was on the cusp of making that in my top three. I think that that episode was really cool, and I and I think the whole setting behind it was 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 dope. It's the only thing with with stormtroopers, and it's nothing new. It's like the entire fight, you know, it's gonna be fine because the stormtroopers can't oh, hit a they, shot. There's, there's no stakes. There's no. It's and yeah, but then again, but did Moth Gideon does? There's there goes Grogu. Well, yeah, then Grogu does get he gets taken abducted by those like they have uh, the dark troopers and stuff. Those robots, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I did think that was cool. Everything to do with Mando and Boba Fett was dope. But again, no stakes when they're when it comes to stormtroopers. Their armor is useless. It's not made of Beskar. But yeah, that was that was definitely a cool episode. Bill Burr, I had no problem with him. I uh, at first I was like, okay, he sounds like he's from Boston or New York or whatever, and this is kind of throwing me off. But uh, I I think it was much needed comedy to throw throw into Ma- the Mandalorian. So I'm glad he was in there. I think we should talk about. Level of the final episode, though. Mandalorian. What about it? I think at this point we've already spoiled some portions of the show, so we might as well just keep talking. This episode was probably 45, 50 minutes long. It was like a full-on attack of Moth Gideon's ship, who's kind of like the main dude in this show. The main villain who's holding Baby Yoda hostage on his ship. And has this entire kind of like dark stormtrooper army that's made of droids that are really hard to kill especially for the mandalorian he can't really take them on by himself uh but we do have a cameo in here that i really did not expect i thought it was going to be ashaka again ahsoka (laughs) okay i thought it was gonna be her ahsoka but then you see the green lightsaber and i was like what because like i wasn't sure when this took place you know what i mean i didn't know if it was I mean, I knew it was before, like, the First Order showed up, but I didn't know it was, like, 
kind of a little bit after The Last Jedi or uh, Return I of the Jedi. I believe I heard that it was like five or ten years after Return of the Jedi. I thought I heard that somewhere. Yeah, in my head, like I was trying to speculate a little bit going into this episode. It was like, who realistically is going to show up? Because obviously Grogu made the call in that last episode or in that or a couple of episodes prior to the Jedi or whatever. Like, because he, he literally put out like that, like that signal. And so it's like, who... Who's going to realistically Who's gonna hear that and respond and show up? And it was like they could have Ahsoka show back up and uh, change her ways because there was a, it was hinted that she didn't want to train because of what happened in the uh, with Anakin and all that kind of stuff. But then um, I was like, okay, so who else could show up? It was like then I was like, oh wait, Luke. But I was like, there's no way they're going to bring Luke back. Of course not for Mandalorian. Like, there's no way. Like, but they did. <laughs> <laughs> they literally did. It makes so like, much sense, shit. though. When you think about it, it makes so much sense. You're, it's it's Luke in his prime, but you don't get to see Luke in his prime. Yeah, I mean, it was a uh, video game Luke. Uh, it, when they did the close up, I, mean, I was like, "Ooh, that doesn't look good." But just seeing, I mean, it, it works though. I mean, it's fine. No, like, it, it's, I had no issue fine. with it. I was, I was even as like a very minor Star Wars fan, I was like. This is fucking sick, dude. <laughs> oh, it was exciting. Like, this is it was awesome. so cool. Like the second you the second I saw that like uh X Wing like pull right in, I was like, wait a second, are they really gonna do it? And you saw like that like dark figure mm-hmm. and I was like, They are, they're doing it. Then you see the black hand. Oh like, see, I oh, didn't see God. the hands. I just saw the cloak and the green oh, lightsaber okay. and I was like But obviously they were like obstructing the face. So I'm like, Okay, they're not gonna reveal it. But then he walks into the room, takes the like the hood down. And then there you see like a young Mark Hamill, like Dude. a couple years after Return of the Jedi, crazy, literally crazy. But I can see people, um, either Star Wars fans getting pissed about this or being really stoked on it. I don't know what the response is really. I mean, I feel like people were really excited. I mean, I saw some on uh, Twitter. Obviously, it seemed like people were excited. It didn't seem like it was uh, anyone was pissed. I mean, if there are, I'm sure, obviously, people are going to find issue with anything. It's Star Wars. But um yeah. yeah but uh didn't seem like it i mean for the most part people seemed kind of excited but yeah it was exciting and do you, do you know who uh directed this episode i don't remember bryce dallas howard <laughs> nope john Favreau. peyton reed oh yeah okay ant-man director right yes yeah. ant-man ant-man and the wasp the breakup um <laughs> yeah don't forget the breakup that's a good movie underrated jennifer aniston boobs i think when it comes to this series it's it just ends up being so much fun if you're if you're into star wars if you're into adventure especially in 2020 where we've just had such a lack of it a lack of excitement in life in general and in film and tv i think this is just it's so necessary and so needed to have a series like this week to week that you can kind of look forward to like every friday i'm like oh shit we got mandalorian even if it's like 30 minutes you're like okay I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna crack open like a YooHoo, put up my feet, and watch <laughs> <laughs> the Mandalorian. Fucking with some like some Fritos or something. You know what I mean? You know, we all do oh, it. Wow. We all do okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back to the old school, like <laughs> what is YooHoo? Saturday by the way? cartoons or something? What the fuck is it's like you? a it's... bottled chocolate milk? But it's not. It's like watered like... down like urine or something. I don't know. <laughs> shit i hope not i'm pretty sure that's what it was uh no one ever told me for sure it's it's just a fun show if you're into star wars i i mean shit if you're listening to this podcast all the way through i hope you've seen it but i love it i don't know like am i gonna give it a grade i guess uh four and a half out of five it's a lot of fun 
I I can't wait for season three. And there's going to be so many spinoffs. There's going to be stuff about like R two D two. And by the way, R two D two made an appearance. That was dope. Yep. And they're going to make. You know, did you see the Did you see the post credit scene? I didn't, but I it has to do with Boba Fett, doesn't it? Yep. So he goes to Tatooine, he goes to Jabba's palace, and then if you've seen Return of the Jedi, if you remember that, he literally goes to that scene where Jabba usually lays. It's not him, though, obviously. Uh, it's some other guy, one of the, the famous characters I'm sure you'd recognize. Uh, Bobo shoots him, pushes him off the throne, and he sits down, and then the, the oh, camera kind of just, like, dollies back. And then uh, just a little, like, title card, Book of Boba Fett, December 2021. That's like the reveal. So wait, so like a that year was kind of like, that? oh shit! But like, why not? Um, and so like, that's actually going to be like one of the next shows to come out before Mandalorian season three. I was going to say, it's I feel like Mando Boba would Fett come out his first. Adventures. Mando would if that's going to come out uh, December. No, so I think it is going to be Book of Boba Fett's going to come out first, and then uh, they. I think John Favreau just said in an interview today that. Uh, Mandalorian season three wasn't even going to go into production until after Book of Boba Fett Shit. comes out. All right, so that might we might like be waiting for a couple oh of years God, for another gonna be so Mandalorian. Bad. But then again, they're going to have so many more shows to come out with Star Wars, like the Obi Wan Kenobi spinoff, uh, Ahsoka. I mean, uh, Rangers Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah, all these shows that just were announced. I mean, there's going to be so much content. It's like you're going to be fine. They did a great job setting up what they can do with like TV and Star Wars, and I think it really works. So I'm going to match the four and a half out of five. It's just a very fun show with a very cinematic approach. It's got like the budget of like I think twenty million an episode, wow. which is absurd. That's insane. It's like <laughs> I can they, maybe they use it to their exaggeration. To their maybe it's Absolutely. a little less, but like yeah, I mean they're I mean John Favreau is breaking like. Innovating like cinema as we know it with the whole like technology. I don't know if you've seen like the behind the scenes making of that they have uh, on Disney Plus as well. Didn't they just it's release so that? Fascinating. Because I do want to watch that. No, they had one for the first season, and then on Christmas they're going to have a season two of making of this season two. Awesome. Um, yeah, I definitely. Need but to it's see awesome. That. It's so fascinating. It's it's really interesting how they um how they do it. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a really really awesome awesome series. Disney Plus. I mean, they got us. They have their viewers by the fucking balls, man. <laughs> it's it's just it's genius. Disney is so smart. They've bought up everything. They they bought Marvel. They bought Fox. Like they're geniuses. They keep coming out with awesome content, and and we're just gonna keep wanting to see it. So I would I would definitely recommend checking out Mandalorian season two, and make sure to check out those movie dudes Christmas episode coming up where we're gonna be talking about Home Alone, Die Hard, and. The original How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So I'm looking forward to that. Spencer, anything else you want to talk about? No, that's uh, that's great. Uh, next week uh, is Christmas, next Friday. Yeah. Uh, we have Wonder Woman 1984 coming out. Uh, we have Disney Pixar's Soul. It's going to be a legit that's mainstream boy. Disney Plus as well. The very first mainstream boy episode um, that's legit. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. These are movies that we should have seen in the theaters, but get to watch at home wow, in 4K. It's amazing surround sound um so i'm excited to check those out and uh we can talk about them next week for uh the new release show oh, damn look forward to it guys uh there is a vaccine out there uh it's not available to anybody our age but if you're an older viewer go get vaccinated okay coronavirus is dead it's 2021 almost merry christmas happy holidays happy hanukkah happy new year thanks for listening please leave us a review if you haven't already, whether it's scathing or positive, even if you're a Stitcher user, 
I respect you during the holidays. Appreciate you listening. That's it for me. Toodles. Thanks for listening to the special episode of Mainstream Boy. Make sure to keep an eye out for our special Christmas episode of the Those Movie Dudes podcast. We are breaking down some of the Christmas classics that some of us have never seen before. Happy holidays, everybody. And as always, stay safe. And Mando says, wash those fucking hands.